Hey, Jason and Patrick here. Just wanted to give you guys a brief update on what's going to be happening with the sweepstakes that we were originally talking about and made a post about a day or two ago. Here's Patrick with the details. Well, first of all, we'd like to say we really appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten. It really helps to map out what we're going to be doing for future episodes, you know, generating Mm -hmm. more ideas and seeing what really stuck with you guys. So that's very helpful and we appreciate it. Thank you. But we're also looking to increase the awareness of our podcast. So all of the entries that were submitted prior to this will still count towards our sweepstakes. But going forward, we want to start only counting reviews Mm -hmm. just because we'd like to get to reach more than just friends and family. (laughs) Although we love you guys, you know, we feel like this could definitely reach a lot of people and... A lot of people would enjoy it. Absolutely. So if you could go to Apple Podcast and please post a review and then send us the an email with the screen name that you posted under so we can get that counted in our sweepstakes. And then in order to actually do that, we're going to be extending the contest for two weeks just to make sure that you have adequate time to actually send us a review. And we appreciate each and every single one of you guys who does give us a review. Thank you guys. We I honestly am so appreciative of the support that we've gotten so far. So thank you for all who have helped out. Yeah, honestly, the support has been fantastic. You know, we'd appreciate if you, you know, subscribe as well, you know, sharing posts like you have been doing. Mm-hmm. It really goes a long way to help actually get this into the ears and minds of other people, Definitely. which is great. Yeah. Much love and hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey, 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 Jason and Patrick here. Just wanted to give you guys a handful of shout outs for everyone that's helped us get to where we are today. We really appreciate all the love and support. And for those of you who have shared our posts, our episodes, anything along the way, we really, really appreciate it. So to start things off, good old Noah Pleschke shared a couple of things on Snapchat. Good buddy of ours. Hope you're doing well and thank you. (laughs) shout out to our number one fan scott ledesma we appreciate all the love all the posts all the shares yeah you're you're definitely our number one fan by far my sister majestica cooler thank you for everything you've shared everything you've done her good friend anna meffert we really appreciate what you have shared as well good old nathan dorn good buddy of ours good man in general hope illinois is treating you right Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Big supporter right there. Much love. Shout out to Phoenix. Really appreciate the help. handful of posts you shared as well. Good old Nick, my sister's boyfriend. We appreciate you. You just joined on to the what's going on train here just a little bit ago. Glad to see that you're chugging along with the rest of us. Shout out to my dad. He's been sharing a handful of posts. Really appreciate it. Alyssa Anderson. Big supporter on Snapchat, really appreciate it. Devin Parker, old, old college roommate of mine, really appreciate it, bud. Hope Milwaukee's treating you well. Christian Smith, just spoke to him, good gent. Absolutely loving the podcast, and we're loving what you're sharing. So thank you guys very much, and without further ado, let's get to the episode. days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket, because we're going on a first class ride across the web. Well hi there! Uh, 
we're going to start <laughs> this episode out uh, digging into yet another topic. This week we're going into fireworks. Woo-woo. From the uh, survey that we sent out, this was one of the more popular responses. So yes, you spoke and we listened. Got him. And I've always been curious about this. Yeah, I, I had heard like some old rumors that it was kind of like a wartime thing in mm-hmm. ancient China, but I really have no idea. So yeah, I guess let's uh, get into it. Sounds Do you good have a uh, start of what fireworks were at all? Yeah, yeah, I can go ahead and kick her on off. So originally, I would like to say it was in the Han Dynasty. Tang Dynasty. I'm seeing conflicting things here. But before fireworks were even actually invented, they kind of had their own little makeshift fireworks that ancient Chinese uh, civilizations would use. Uh, It was around 200 BC. And they would roast pieces of bamboo. And inside of bamboo were hollow pockets. And they would explode due to the air molecules, you know, kind of like how popcorn works instead of like, you know, not water, but, you know, an air pocket. It would just like get too hot and then it would actually just explode on open. And they use this for ancient practice to basically ward off evil spirits is what I'm seeing. Oh, and to confirm, it was the... Oh, no, no, no. Tang Dynasty is 900 AD. So I think Han Dynasty is when we were working here. Do you know anything about Han? No. Who, who is this Han guy? Good old Han. Uh, some. <laughs> I feel like if you asked me at my sophomore year of high school when we did, like, you know, Western Civ, then I would have been able to give you a better answer, but not anymore. Uh, that's fair. Can you think of anything else that explodes like that? Because I... I I don't know. That's very interesting that that's like the first kind of firecracker type thing. Because I I feel like that's not that unique of a thing, but yet I can't think of anything. I mean, we gave an example of popcorn right away. I mean, it's a different, you know, method because it's, you know, heating up water and whatnot. But I... I don't know. I mean, see, here's the thing, though. Like, how often are you just heating up random pieces of shit? Throwing shit into you a know? fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe if we did that as a pretty big pastime, if we were afraid of evil spirits, we would be doing that a lot more. Imagine, actually, now that we're thinking about it, imagine those people who were doing that for the first time and then seeing bamboo explode. You, you can't tell me that a shaman wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I just banished the evil spirit for sure. And you... <laughs> It was probably yeah, hot true, shit. They were probably hot shit for a long time. <laughs> I feel like that would be like a common experience to know back then, though, just because there's probably bamboo everywhere. I yeah, don't I don't know, but I mean, besides shamans, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what people were cooking with or like burning back then. But I don't know how. Yeah, but you're probably like burning it to try and keep a fire going. I don't know. That's very off topic. Yeah. But. <laughs> this is the very first thing, and we're already already losing ourselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the first example of a firework. Well, uh, the next kind of iteration of that seemed to develop from someone who was looking for a search for immortality. Mm-hmm. Some uh, alchemists were kind of putting together a number of. Uh, interesting ingredients uh including sulfur charcoal and uh various other s- salt peter salt i, I don't know what that is i, I don't know you finish what you're gonna say but i would love to dive into salt peter 
Okay. Uh, and that and that basically made the initial gunpowder. Um, and mm-hmm. from there, it was kind of used to create little pops, little explosions, basically. And that was the the new fireworks is basically just that same explosion, but from a different source. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have the fireworks that actually went up into the air and made a big show still. It was basically you throw something into a fire and it explodes with a bang. Definitely. But it, which it's, also, a, it's a step. Which also is pretty insane. I mean, imagine just like just picture yourself a pretty large explosion and like you're just chucking it into a fire and just standing there and like watching it. <laughs> You'd have to get pretty far back, I think, otherwise you're going to get scalded for sure. Um. <laughs> yeah, I I have read that uh, initial firework workers uh that was a very dangerous job yeah yeah i could only imagine but no you mentioned one key component uh saltpeter which actually has a super interesting uh history to it so what saltpeter is scientifically it's potassium nitrate even though that's not gonna help anybody uh <laughs> unless you're like a, a chemist or something to know what we're talking about um it, it, it basically just looks kind of like this like little white powder and it was used in cooking back in the day as like a uh meat uh for like meat preservation it, it, but while it got thrown in with like sulfur and charcoal you know that's what initially created gunpowder but the fact that I, I I was curious if saltpeter was still used in food today, because, you know, if it's like the first thing, it, it's something that like makes gunpowder. I was like, I don't know how healthy that is to like eat. And it says saltpeter is specifically used in like fertilizer and fireworks now. And so it's definitely not uh, used in food really anymore. And it can be quite dangerous if consumed which is something that I thought was how much stuff do you think we were consuming back in the day that was low key killing you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much stuff are you consuming now that is low key killing you? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I see that uh, some of the symptoms are mild headache up to kidney damage. So mm-hmm. it's got Good. a range of uh, bad effects, I guess. Yeah. And then also, so the, my favorite part. Oh, of, and about it inhibits male libido. Yeah, that's what, what I was getting to. Yeah, yeah. So it has. I have. I. I was trying. I did a little bit of a dig to try and figure out where this like rumor came from, but apparently nowadays uh, we don't consume it. But it has this huge reputation for lowering male libido, and for some reason here in America, there's this huge conspiracy that the government has been putting saltpeter in like all of like military's like food to lower or reduce sex drive in soldiers and there's also other rumors that they're doing this in prisons all male boarding schools and even summer camps i there's no scientific evidence that this has ever like happened but it's this like super big conspiracy and i started like diving deep into it and it it's crazy. It's it's insane. Like so many people believe that they're being like spiked with this saltpeter in their food just to crank down, you know, the sex drive. I have no idea why. Like, how did that even start? <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are now switching topics. No. Um, 
it, I, I don't know. The the start of conspiracy theories is always pretty crazy. And to me, it, it always comes back to the question of like, why does someone actually think that that's a thing? Like, I don't know. What actual purpose is there for that? Like, I, I don't know. It, I mean, there is, I've, there's a lot of different things that uh, other individuals have tried to like lower or reduce the sex drive in like males. Oh yeah. Um, Wasn't like Wheaties or something like that. Yeah. Like, like Kellogg's for that. and I think like, so like, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, cornflakes. That's what it was. And, oh, that's what it was. and yeah. I think graham crackers, both were foods that I, I mean, we know them now and, as they've got like more sugar and other crap in it uh, but they were like i believe originally invented to have like no flavor or no sugar because that like sugar was like uh like something that caused you to have a higher sex drive or some some crazy like conspiracy like that i was thinking it'd be really interesting to do a shorter episode on that so we shouldn't dive too too deep into it but it's it's so interesting that we've been trying to like just lower male sex drive for so long <laughs> one of the threads that i'm reading right now is this guy who is like a baby boomer and he like was in world war ii and he was like hey i've been hearing a lot of like i've been hearing a lot of servicemen you know in world war ii korea and vietnam were given the saltpeter in their foods and i'm curious if there's some type of connection to that and prostate problems <laughs> so he probably has some type of prostate problem which i feel bad for but it's uh, uh, it's grown. It's just grown so big. So many people believe that they've been like secretly being fed this, which I mean, maybe is a thing, but I mean, the person, a person answered it and was like, well, the food that we serve isn't just to like military. Like, I mean, I, I believe like, uh, civilians, like families and stuff can come to like a mess hall in some type of like, you know, army camp or other things like that. So, I mean, how would you, I don't know, give them non-spiked food or things like that. Like maybe like they, we probably wouldn't do this to the general public. So I don't know, but very interesting. Very interesting. I really enjoyed that wormhole. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you found yourself inside of a very interesting wormhole there, Yeah, but that's, uh, that's the magic of the internet nowadays. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. I probably researched that more than I did fireworks for this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess jumping back to fireworks, uh, by the 10th century, the Chinese figured out that they could actually make bombs with this newly created gunpowder, uh, basically just kind of packing a bunch of it together in like a small container. Uh, and then they'd use that uh, attached to an arrow and shoot it at enemies to kind of create a little weaponized device there. Uh, and then it would take another couple hundred years to actually make uh, more of a, a rocket device to fire at enemies instead of having to yeah. kind of manually light something on your arrow and then shoot it, which is I that imagine how, also. Is that how they did it? I was curious. I couldn't find like an answer or a picture for that. Like, Do you think they literally lit it on fire and then shot it? I mean, it would they make had sense. To. I, There's no other way but they how, could do it. How would you not? Like, it's so flammable. How would you not blow your like hand off? It's got to have like a fuse. That's insane. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm gonna try and look, but I don't know if we'll be able to find this. No, no, and that's the thing is, I swear we'll probably like search for it. I mean, how would you even get that picture from that long ago? You know, when the first firework, you know, flame arrows would even be launched. I. I have no idea. It's a crazy concept, though. I mean, imagine 
going up against that for the first time people are just like shooting arrows at you and all of a sudden they're just exploding as well you probably think there was some type of magician or some you know evil satanic i don't know cultist group that'd be freaking me the fuck out so it was created in 969 by yu Fang and feng jinsheng probably pronounced that, that right. terribly <laughs> yeah no i i definitely got that 100 percent uh beautiful <laughs> and i i don't know from the picture of it i i'm not seeing like a fuse yeah see that's um, what I, or do you think it's impact do you think like the initial impact was enough to make it go or i don't know <laughs> yeah okay so it it is from a fuse okay okay so the gunpowder is basically wrapped up in a couple layers of paper and then to bind it to the actual arrow uh they use some cloth to kind of put it together and then used some pine resin to kind of seal it up and then they'd have a fuse that they would light and shoot from a bow huh so yeah that i can imagine that was pretty pretty dangerous there (laughs) yeah yeah i mean (laughs) imagine going into battle and like here so do they have matches? They have, must have had matches. Or do you think it was just this giant fire pit that they were carrying around? When I don't know. They, they always had to have like a torch or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. There might have they been probably like did. army men I who mean, were like torch men, you know, and they were literally just the, like they were in charge of like lighting. Yeah, because I don't think they had matches because that's like some sort of like, I don't know, phosphorus or something now. I mean, maybe they had a different type of match. I have no now idea. Now I'm, I'm curious. I know. I know. We're going oh, down geez. another wormhole. No, it says the first match wasn't invented until 1826 by John Walker. So, I mean, I don't. There's, I, that's, I mean, that's the match that we know today. There might have been some type of like. I think it was just kind of some sort of. It was probably torch a torch. Yeah, it was probably a torch. I think we had it right the first time. But, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, imagine your whole role in war is just like I gotta light the arrows, light the arrows, light the arrows. <laughs> I mean, you were I mean, that reminds held... me of the the people who used to like play like trumpets and oh, stuff yeah, like that, yeah. like the in battle. It's like, yeah, that's all you're doing is playing an <laughs> instrument or carrying a flag. Like, and weren't they? Like, I would not feel safe doing that. Were yeah. you normally in the front? <laughs> Why? What general thought that was a good fucking idea? <laughs> I get it in the back, oh, maybe man. fucking, and then last resort. You know, if if you're the only ones left, I don't know, then having a sword or something, but. We probably have it wrong. They probably, <laughs> but no. I mean, I remember going to that uh, that veterans museum in uh, in Madison, and and they actually had like you know a depiction of it and like a description that said like the flag bearer was usually in the front row, and then if they would go down, someone else would like drop their gun or whatever they had and pick up the flag so it didn't drop. Interesting. That's, <laughs> I mean, you got to protect the flag at all costs. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I shouldn't have Googled this cause I feel like we were going to go on another tangent. Um, but the reason why they were called drummer boys, I mean, just, this is, I'm just looking at the civil war here, but it's usually <laughs> because 
the drummers were they lied about their age so that they could join the war. They would say, I'm over 18, but it says here that there's like record of a fucking nine-year-old who <laughs> was a drummer boy for Ohio. Uh, and so smaller, you know, not actually 18-year-olds were the drummers. And so they didn't want to like lose, they didn't want to lose their, their men. <laughs> so that's why they Okay, the I was kind of curious about like how you got to be the the one with the short end of the stick, not actually having a weapon in battle. Yeah, that makes more sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it pretty crazy. The the guy that I'm reading about actually, he the the fucking nine year old, he actually lived through that like handful of battles he was in, and he like lived to be eighty five. In war wow. at nine, lived to eighty five. What a fucking stud! Good old um, good old Johnny Clem. Yeah, and back in the Civil War days, that's like 8,000 years old today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking crazy. All right, so we got very, very off topic there, all the way to fucking drummer boys. But once that, like, Chinese uh, flame arrow was kind of created, it doesn't seem like too, too much actually happens. I mean, they got just slightly better with their, I don't know, gunpowder tubes pretty much. And eventually it led up to, oh, never mind. All right. So there's this here, there's this little, like, uh, I'm on a website that's got the first use of true rockets, which is basically born from this, you know, gunpowder technology. And it's the battle of uh, Kai Kang. That's how I'm going to say it. Kai Kang. And basically, they started off the battle by shooting just like every single person shot a barrage of flaming arrows. And it was said to, you know, kind of like a a movie scene where like the sky is like (laughs) taken over by just flaming arrows. And uh, that's I mean, they're using that as pretty much the first example of a rocket. But that's not really a, a rocket. Oh, it was basically one giant cluster of arrows that were shot all from, like, one tube. I wonder how many arrows they were able to stuff in that hole that they, like, blasted off. It's, yeah, it never came from, like, a fucking bow. It was just this giant tube that, like, shoved arrows in, lit them on fire, Oh, yeah, I can see, yeah, uh, stationary fire arrow launcher. Wow. Interesting. That is pretty interesting. That would be... That would be scary to go up against. Hear explosions and then just see, like, out of nowhere, fucking 50 to 100 arrows just zooming at you on fire. (laughs) That seems a lot more safe, too, than individually, like, lighting each arrow and having someone shoot it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then after that, the explorer Marco Polo brings the technology to, I guess, Europeans who hadn't had uh the the gunpowder until then and they don't really make too many new adaptions to it but they do love their celebrations just kind of having big firework displays uh i'm trying to find the one that i was looking for (laughs) sorry there was one in russia in 1685 the coronation uh, the Tsar Peter the Great of Russia put on a five-hour firework show wow. to mark the birth of his son. That'd be pretty cool to witness. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine a firework show for five hours. No. I mean, that'd be 
What year was this? Uh, I can't find it. I saw they have a year for James II coronation that was apparently amazing enough to earn the Firemaster knighthood. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I guess I'll look up when Peter the Great's son was born. Okay. Uh, while he's looking that up, I found a hilarious little story. No date on this one, but it was the first rocket used for transportation. So it's the same technology that you know eventually led up to the the firework. A lesser known Chinese official named Wan Hu introduced rockets as a means of transportation, and he basically <laughs> tied two large kites to a chair and. Uh, you know, got them up in the air. They were flying around and attached 47 fire fire arrow rockets to the kites and the chair. And when he commanded, he had 47 assistants all holding their own torches, like run on over and light all the fuses at the exact same time. Basically, there was this huge explosion <laughs> and immediately Wan Hu and his chair were just gone. No one really knows for sure what happened, but it's mo- <laughs> it's likely that he was just blown to pieces because he just lit fucking forty seven like uh, gunpowder dynamite chunks right beside him. <laughs> so first rocket used for transportation did not go over well for Wan Hu. <laughs> That's about what I expected for them. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, That's fucking insane. <laughs> so i could not find the year that his kid was born but in 1718 peter the great had his son tortured and killed oh. so it was some time before 1718 apparently for Jesus. allegedly conspiring against him so he celebrated his birth and then Bro. ended up murdering him jesus christ <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> Five-hour-long fireworks show. Oh, what happened to the kid? He must have been great. No, his dad killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that Insane. that was years later. But, yeah. You know, I mean, still it probably wasn't... an interesting life and death of that kid. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. All right. So bringing it back just a little bit, like 1200 to 1600 AD, some of that war technology goes west, as you can imagine, you know. Anything that's, you know, worthy of some type of war uh, item is definitely going to, you know, branch off to basically everyone else that's pretty close by. So war technology starts going a little bit west into uh, like European countries and they they used it for war obviously but they actually started using it for aerial fireworks the first aerial fireworks ever and it sounds like that what they basically did is they stuffed extra gunpowder i don't know what like paper tubing or something they were using in this but that extra gunpowder is what gave that like firework you know an uplift to get into the air um, so while it's similar technology to China, at least they're not just, you know, chucking it into a fire. Uh, so that would have been a, a, a much prettier sight to see, you know. But the thing is that we don't have color yet with these, you know, fireworks. So every single firework you're seeing is orange. And people were starting to get a little bit fancier with these aerial fireworks. You know, I mean, there's we call them pyrotechnicians, but they used to call them firemasters back in the day. And firemasters actually had assistants called green men. 
uh, and they got this name <laughs> because, you know, a bunch of uh, sparks and embers would come down from these explosions. And so they would put leaves on top of their head to basically <laughs> protect their hair and, you know, scalp from being burned by these. <laughs> and they were basically also used as like jesters. So to like, you know, help increase, you know, the crowd's mood, they would like go and tell a bunch of jokes and stuff like that. And so they really became popular among European, you know, cities and whatnot, just for helping out and basically being little goobers. But this, their job was also extremely dangerous and many were injured or killed <laughs> due to their aerial fireworks backfiring. <laughs> so. <laughs> Interesting stuff, though. Interesting stuff. Why wouldn't they just wear a hat? Why leaves? I I was wondering that, too, but I think, like, the moisture in the leaves probably help protect oh, more so than true, any sort true. of, like, I don't know, fabric. Yeah, and the cloth I, probably I definitely thought just... this was very interesting, too. I, I wanted to bring it up, but you, you stole it from me. Sorry. God, that, we're seeing a trend no here. I think oh, we did I that know. last You're such episode. a thief. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, here, do you want to take on over Apparently, they had a traditional salutation between them uh, to stay green. <laughs> of course. Uh, in order to <laughs> stay safe, I guess. That was their way to greet each other. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> I would get so annoyed with that. Imagine hearing that for like the hundredth time that day. You're like, yeah, stay green. Ah, stay green. Yeah, it's like, stay oh, green. I get it. We're Thank green you. men. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stay green. Stay green. <laughs> uh do you want to take on over where we uh get into color uh yes i got distracted and there's apparently a a great fireworks company that uh i don't know posts about green men and like has a whole outfit of them and green <laughs> green leaves about? and stuff like that oh man it's, it's like today today yeah yeah like no a modern way. firework company they're what just is the company advertising called? what was it phantom fireworks i think it was just like one random post that i saw but interesting (laughs) shout out to them yeah they're killing it they know the history of what the fuck they're doing that's awesome we gotta don't exit out of that website we gotta post that picture (laughs) (laughs) so i'm trying to find what year did they actually do color i lost it in my tabs no worries Um, i mean you always need to get lost in the tabs uh, it was about 1600 and on. So after, you know, you know, European countries definitely took it over. And, you know, they were the first ones to start using fireworks displays just, I don't know, just for fun. Fuck it. I mean, it's a cool explosion. Why not just shoot off a thousand of them just to, you know, stare at them? I mean, shit, we do it all the fucking time here. So <laughs> I don't know if there's a specific day that I'm seeing that we started using color, actually. I think I had it wrong. I believe that in England, they were just still just using the regular orange uh, fireworks. But it wasn't until the 1830s that Italian pyrotechnicians started adding color to their fireworks. And they did this with chlorinated powders and different metallic salts. Strontium uh, creates a nice red color. Barium is green copper is blue and sodium is yellow uh so they were the very first ones to start doing that actually yeah i thought it was a bit after that yeah Uh, one one part i wanted to add was john adams was kind of the initiator of our independence day celebrations he 
had written a letter to his wife saying that this will be in reference to um you know the signing of the declaration of independence uh this will be the most memorable in america in the history of america uh, i am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival it ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade bonfires and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time <laughs> forward forevermore and i guess that's uh he, re- he was really the hype man there, <laughs> wanting fireworks and a whole big celebration yeah. across the entire country. And now I guess that's kind of what we do. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Every 4th of July. Man, and, and fireworks have just gotten crazier and crazier ever since. I swear to God. it's uh, Fireworks are crazy now. I mean, I couldn't imagine a five-hour show, but... I mean, they probably were not blasting off the amount that we are, you know, in the time frame. Like a fireworks show yeah. now, like a finale. Oh, my God. It's fucking insane. I want to know, like, how many fireworks are shooting off, you know, in the last, like, minute of a show. It's got to be something insane. One thing that I wanted to say um, wh- that was implemented, it's just kind of interesting. In 1976, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission required fuses for any kind of consumer fireworks to burn at least three seconds but no more than nine and i believe that's still in effect i've never paid attention to how long a fuse takes but three seconds at least seems about right honestly yeah but no more than nine yeah i don't know i don't know why that no more than nine Especially imagine doing a fireworks show. You don't don't they fucking have like fuses that go on for fucking forever? That's what I imagine yeah, I like an old fireworks show is that there's just like long fuses that are all <laughs> attached to like this like one main one that's just like going down a line and then all little fuses are like bouncing off of that. But I know that's not how it works. <laughs> well, I was wondering I know there are a number of laws that certain states or country or states or cities make them illegal Hmm. uh why why is that and like why are some just so relaxed about it i guess that gets into each state has their own opinion of well i think but i think the big thing is normally like little uh, like firecrackers i feel like that's the thing that's like banned over a good majority of states just because i can i mean fuck when i was a kid i would buy a fire like firecrackers and just like throw them around you know (laughs) probably in places (laughs) i probably shouldn't have so it's probably just the kids doing a bunch of stupid shit and they're like all right we don't fucking want any of this anymore let's uh let's not let's just ban a couple of these you know yeah i guess most of the bands are in more urban areas i guess that makes sense (laughs) you don't really want a bunch of fireworks flying in the the middle of buildings and all that (laughs) oh i mean actually this is kind of cool um you know how we basically add a bunch of ingredients for the color right but i didn't even think about this uh there's different like hissing and sizzling or like cracking noises that fireworks make that's also due to like other little ingredients that you add into a firework oh yeah yeah that's pretty crazy i I remember hearing that on uh not to bring up Mike Rowe again, but uh, Dirty Jobs. <laughs> they did an episode on like firework making. That's pretty I cool, totally though. I forgot about that. It's yeah. insane. Little things you don't know. Aluminum or iron flakes are the ones that create that like hissing or sizzling sparkles. And those like really big, loud blasts are actually titanium powder. Yeah. 
that really explode us. Oh, those are probably honestly some of my favorites. The ones that just have like super loud bang and you almost feel that like force on your chest. Oh, it's so yeah. cool. So cool. <laughs> Interesting fact. You can't recycle fireworks. <laughs> kind of figured I, that one. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> so I guess how much do you think firework shows cost? Oh, dude, so fucking much. I mean, just imagine, like, I, I'm thinking, like, I remember, like, going to a firework tent and seeing, like, one of those, like, uh, it's, like, one firework, but it shoots, like, 50 off. And I swear to God, that thing was, like, $85. So a firework show, I've my guessing has been really off in past episodes. I'm going to go quarter mil, 250000 final answer. Oh, I think that's way too high. I can't find I'm like uh, an actual number for a show, but I I found some like pricing of different levels of service from a fireworks company, and there are different types of shows such as firework pyro musicals, which are a thousand to two thousand per minute, uh, and I guess shows usually are over twenty thousand. There's main events, which are about a thousand per minute. Uh-huh. And those shows are around 20,000 as well. And then, like, indoor events for, like, concerts and stuff like that, like pyrotechnics for that, usually are over 20,000. They keep using this $20,000 number. I don't know if that's just them. <laughs> I would imagine <laughs> An that estimate. fireworks show are are a lot, a lot more. Yeah, that's why I threw out that high number. I mean... Really? I, I feel like it, it's got to be so expensive. I mean, I would only imagine. And then also, see, and are we just talking about fireworks themselves? Because then you also got to hire a team of people to like be able to like you know control well, yeah, that's, all that that's crap. That's just the fireworks. Okay, okay. Very I know. I'm I'm seeing another professional display for twenty minutes. You're probably looking around ten to twenty thousand dollars. Huh. We should get really rich, and then once we have just so much money, we don't know what to do with it. We should just throw on our own little uh, show then. Be, well, how much does that make a five-hour show, then? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so expensive. So, so we're um, doing a six-hour six show? Hell yeah. We got to beat it. I wonder, actually, what is the... Is that the world's longest fireworks show? I don't know. I would imagine it's got to be up there. But just think about it. That was during a time where all the fireworks were orange. So, like, yeah. it was literally the same firework for five hours, basically. Yeah. Holy so shit. I guess most small town displays run from two thousand to seven thousand dollars, and then really okay. Most bigger displays are around twenty thousand dollars. Oh my god! Okay, so this takes it. The what I found largest firework display is more of like how many fireworks can you shoot off? You know, in a in in one like display. What do you think the largest firework display is? In in number of... Of fireworks shot and, like, exploded, you know, for views. Within a certain amount of time or all at once? Yeah, or no, what? no, no, certain amount of time. I I will tell you it lasted for one hour, one minute, 32 seconds. And so we're looking for the number of fireworks used. Um, It's high. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I will guess uh, 30 thousand fireworks that's probably oh, too much shit. no that's way too low really the number of fireworks for the largest display eight hundred and ten thousand nine hundred and four that's got to be an expensive show and it was done in the pouring rain 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Why? You can't just move that to the next day. I mean, it was it was New Year's Eve, I guess, in the Philippines. And it was done oh. by the a church. The Church of wow. Christ in the Philippines uh, had a New Year's countdown. Yeah, just blasted off 810,000, almost 811,000 fireworks. That's absolutely bonkers. And that was done in 2016, so fairly recently. God, that hmm. uh, we're talking about cost. Imagine that. Holy shit. Did you ever hear about that uh, one fireworks show where they accidentally like rigged it up wrong and they exploded all of the fireworks at once? I've heard of it. I don't know where it was at. I feel like I've seen it, too. It's basically just like a dark sky, and then it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> it's just ex- <laughs> nothing but explosions. Um, yeah, apparently it was in San Diego. Oh, okay. For their f- 4th of July. looks like in 2012. Hmm. <laughs> and, wow, I have never seen that picture before, but that is a crazy, crazy explosion. <laughs> I want to see it now. I want to see it. Uh, San Diego. I can send it to you on the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm game. Definitely do that. And we'll attach this too with this post. That way you guys can see it. Last thing that I, uh, that I was curious about, I, just like how do sparklers work? Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple as you can imagine. They just have this like slurry of like chemicals that uh, you basically like dunk a stick into. And then when you pull it on out, it like dries and you basically have a sparkler. So it's just like aluminum, iron, steel, zinc, or magnesium dust that's all been coated on there. And I think uh, one of those chemicals makes it burn sl- like a lot slower than a usual firecracker. So interesting little tidbit. So why does it's, the light seem to like hover in the air when you kind of move it around fast? Is that like a physics question that's probably too complicated to get into? Or? Yeah, it's probably the intensity of the light is what I would imagine that like okay. it's so much like you know chemical and stuff that's like you know it's probably so bright that it like i wonder how like if it's bad to stare at a sparkler you know like yes. i wonder if that's like burning your like <laughs> cornea <laughs> it's it's probably not great but yeah it's probably just so bright and since it's also done at night too you know it's like way brighter than anything else you're like looking at but what were you saying oh yeah one last fireworks fact it looks like americans use nearly 30 tons of fireworks per year but uh 85 percent of that is consumer fireworks which i thought was pretty interesting it is pretty interesting i mean we do love our fireworks it's crazy oh, that no, there's sorry like... individuals purchase two-thirds but then 85 percent are imported from like china and japan oh okay yeah. okay it's crazy Misread my facts it's crazy that there's like fireworks stores, you know? Cause I mean, like besides 4th yeah. of July, all fireworks are basically illegal, right? It's like the only time we can like go off. I'm pretty sure. I think that varies by state and all that. I don't know. Cause I mean, like in places where it's illegal, it doesn't become illegal or illegal like on the 4th. Yeah. I don't know. Is it just like a temporary thing? That's so strange. I don't think it, so. No, really. I'm. I, it probably goes by state to state, but I feel like I feel like they're prohibited. Like they're like, all right, don't like do this all the time. I'm not. I guess too that sure. makes sense. But it's still apparently a billion dollar industry in America. So they find a way to 
get around it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, 4th of July sales. I mean, everyone's like, holy shit, we need to go get fireworks. So good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I hope you guys learned just a little bit about fireworks and got at least one chuckle. That's what we like to ask for every single time. Thank <laughs> I you know both. I did. Yeah, yeah. We always laugh. So <laughs> hopefully us laughing makes you laugh. That's all. That's all we really need. Are we done yet? Oh, <laughs> we are. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, please write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time, that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com, and we hope to hear from you soon. Rate and subscribe on any player of choice. Thank you.